This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Has the church lost its way? Has the church, and specifically the men charged by our Lord with safeguarding the deposit of the faith, with teaching the faith, baptizing all nations, given the Great Commission, has the hierarchy of the church become afraid of the church's message? Have the laity, especially those with the gift of spreading the gospel, have the laity become afraid of the gospel or afraid of the condemnation from the world when the gospel is authentically taught? That is the accusation a cardinal is leveling at the church today. And this cardinal is no friend of tradition. He is a Bergolian asking this question, but it is a very poignant question in our time. He tells us that the church has become afraid of its own message. I wonder how that message, his message, his warning to the church, will play out with Rome. A Vatican this day and age, far too in love with dialoguing with those who do not share our beliefs. Not the kind of dialogue meant to lead to conversions, but dialogue and mutual listening and an idea that we can learn from the world. I wonder how that Rome is going to react to his message. Let's turn to this story without delay. Headline from Mesa in Latino. Cardinal Koch, the greatest danger is a church no longer convinced of its message. Where's the lie? The greatest danger is a church that no longer believes what it professes. The greatest danger is the church not being brave enough to proclaim its message because it no longer believes it to be true. Remember, the apostles gave everything for that message, knowing that their rewards would be in heaven. Maybe it helps that the apostles knew our Lord, spent three years with him. They saw his resurrection. Perhaps that bolstered their weak faith that they had. Weak until it became strong after the resurrection. Perhaps. We, would we have that in our time? For now, we have the best of the bishops are too afraid to continue to speak publicly. Have you noticed in the aftermath of fiducia supplicants and a few other things, suddenly most of the better bishops have become silent? I wonder why that is. The church has become afraid of its own message. That is the accusation from Cardinal Koch. How widespread do you believe that to be? see what the Cardinal has to say. Quote, In an extensive interview with the Swiss newspaper Velvok, Cardinal Kurt Koch, prefect for the Dicastery for Promoting Christian Unity, denounced the critical conditions in which Christianity finds itself in Europe. Conditions, quote, that affect all Christian churches, not just the Catholic one. One of the reasons for the crisis is, quote, the painful problem of the Ted McCarrick problem. The, but people who leave the church, he added, also have to deal with other deeper causes. First of all, Koch lamented the lack of commitment to evangelization. We are probably too unconvinced of the preciousness and beauty of the message we have to announce, and we don't dare truly announce it. Maybe it's also because we don't even know our faith anymore. However, not only the lack of knowledge of the message, but also the watering down of the same contributes, according to the Cardinal, to the now endemic crisis in the church, which, quote, if it compromises on the message, retreats, no longer delves into the Christian message. 
Yet the Cardinal underlines, quote, I can speak to God only because he spoke to me first. And this is precisely the central content of the Christian faith. God reveals himself to man. He is not a silent God who is silent, but a God who speaks, who speaks to the people of Israel, who spoke very loudly in Jesus and revealed himself to us. Believing does not mean inventing. Faith means God has revealed himself to me. And my response is that I believe him. The Cardinal also specified that those who believe they can do without faith in reality find themselves faced with the worst forms of superstition, idolatry, and end up embracing the most deadly ideologies. Those who send faith outside from the main door, they let superstition enter from the secondary door. It is always like this. Wherever people do not believe in the transcendence of God, they are tempted to declare that worldly and finite things have the highest value. That is ideology. The death of God ultimately leads to the death of man. End quote. He is not wrong in any of that. When you water down the message, it undermines the message. It destroys it. We have spent so much time watering down the message in the modern church, emphasizing mercy without justice, that it's become pretty clear that those whose job it is to evangelize, they don't believe in doing it. After all, if you continuously preach a watered-down gospel, you begin to believe it. And what is the refrain we keep hearing today? We essentially believe that we can dare to hope that all men are saved. That Jesus is merely the privileged path to salvation. That not only are so-called separated brethren among Protestants, but even those who not only do not profess Christ, but profess blasphemous things about Christ, that they have a covenant with God. That one can come to know God adequately well in those religious traditions. It's remarkable when you think about what the implications are of the things preached by Rome in our time. Many of them simply do not believe. And why is that? Well, let's turn to another article for this from a different outlet. So from Info Vaticana, we get a clue here. So headline from Info Vaticana, The Paradox of Ecclesial Progressivism. That's an interesting way of describing it, isn't it? Ecclesial progressivism. What do they mean by ecclesial progressivism? Well, they don't use the word modernism and because the modernist heresy does not exactly line up perfectly with some secular ideology. It's not a left or right thing. There are modernists who are very conservative. Many don't like hearing that, but every one of the popes from the last 60 years were modernists to some degree or another. The core elements of modernism are something I have gone over by going over Pope St. Pius X's landmark encyclical Pashendi, which detailed the modernist heresy and condemned it completely. You could see when understanding and reading Pashendi that the elements, the core elements of modernism are not ideological. They are instead relativistic. They lend themselves to any ideological expression you wish. The modernist errors of our time, the really profound ones, come from one particular faction of modernists. And that is where you get your ecclesiastical progressivism from. After Vatican II, there were two factions that emerged after the council. One relatively conservative, and the other relatively progressive. And I say relatively because it was relative to that new post-conciliar order that had emerged. So don't get hung up on the term progressivism. Understand this in terms of 
a ideal, a modernism that seeks to change every aspect of the faith, and in so doing has relativized things. Understand that when we look at this error today, as we'll go over this article here in a second, the entire point of the error is to try to make the church more relevant to modern ears. And in so doing, waters down the faith in the way that Cardinal Koch so lamented. Let's go to that Info Vaticana article. Quote, The Pope, this Pope, loves change. He could not compile all the times that he has invited us to embrace change and has scolded us bitterly when he sees us reluctant to his revolutions or we delay along the way looking back. You have to move forward always. This desire to move forward, to overcome the past as inevitably imperfect, if not directly insurmountable, in politics has a name, progressivism, which contains a paradox that also affects its ecclesial branch. Whoever speaks of moving forward has to be sure of the direction and goal, or else the verb is meaningless. If I start walking, I will only know if I am looking forward or backward if I am clear about the destination. That is the first paradox. Everything has to change, except the direction of change. There is no god of surprises here. And even more paradoxical, that direction is the one marked by a spirit of the council that is already more than half a century old, and that is the mental framework in which the octogenarian pope moves. One of the great attractions of the Catholic Church for the converts of other times was its claim to be custodian. Not of truths, but of the truth. A truth that, because it comes from God, does not and cannot change. That, if you'll pardon the pun, has changed. Or at least the leader of the church, the vicar of Christ, acts as if that were the case. The paradox, one of them, is that its future is already past. It is well known, and to put it mildly, it has had little success with the public. The novelty is not new, and the litmus test is that the new batches of priests, those who will have to apply this or any other change when it has been for years in the dream of the just, are much less friends of the revolution, more lovers of tradition than the elderly clergy. End quote. So has the church lost its sense of courage that it doesn't believe its own mission? Yes, and in ways that Cardinal Koch probably would not admit to. When you start changing every single thing about the faith, including the, not just the liturgy, but the morality, what the morality means, making exceptions to morality, contradicting the morality openly like we see with fiducia supplicants, when you begin to do that, you no longer believe in the message of the church. It is as simple as that. And people know. They can tell. They can tell when they're being shined on, so to speak. When they see Francis preaching about his God of surprises and nothing but mercy, 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 and everyone, 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 welcome, 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 they know that's nonsense. They know the historic Christian claim that we must go forth and sin no more. That is the truth, friends. But I'm curious what you have to say about this, so let me know in the comments, please. And if you've ever thought about su supporting the work of Return to Tradition through Patreon or Subscribestar or that Join button below, now is a great time to do so. You get access to a patron-only Discord that's pretty lively, as well as early access to most videos. Anyway, as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.